Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday we continued our series called Kings, and I talked about David in the wilderness. Today I'll be joined by Donna to discuss the message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, well, I'm here with Donna. Donna, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. I know you were uh, out of town uh, this past weekend, so before we get started, uh, how was Atlanta? I actually was here this past weekend. It was the weekend before that. (laughs) <laughs> but and you did see me on Sunday <laughs> I totally saw you on Sunday <laughs> yeah but yes I had a great time in Atlanta if um, we had visuals I would show you pictures right now but we don't <laughs> but yeah I had a great time with Tracy and with Emily and it's it's fun because I, my relationship with Tracy is so much improved with her being a mom and I think appreciating me maybe a little more <laughs> but yeah it's been great <laughs> I'm so tempted to stop and just say, hey, we're going to edit this. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? This is what we do. Yes. And I totally remember seeing you. You helped with her coffee. Yeah. But I was so grateful you're here because I'm like, she wasn't even here this weekend. And she's still going to do the podcast. That's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did ask me if I heard them, listened to the yeah. message. And I thought, yeah, I was sitting in front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, I'm embarrassed. Um, but yeah, thanks for clarifying that. And um, <laughs> glad you had a great time two weeks ago in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, but jumping in, you know, just kind of, I know when we kicked off this series, uh, you, you gave the message on Saul and did a great job of just kind of giving us a glimpse into his heart and kind of giving us a preview into to why ultimately his kingdom fell short. Um, uh, but just wanted to get your general thoughts on kind of what, what have you seen in David so far as we've kind of covered him the last two weeks? What are the things that kind of stand out about him to you personally? Yeah. Um, let me start with Saul, because one of the things you okay, said right. in the previous, the Goliath message, um, you talked about how he, because I had talked about how Saul started out really humble. And then you talked about, you know, in the whole Goliath thing, how um, it wasn't so much humility, but fear. And I thought that was a great unfolding of Saul's life, you know, to be able mm. to see, oh, he looks so humble at the beginning, but then to find out that it's really fear. And as I look back at the beginning, um, yeah, it was like the fear that motivated him, um, not so much humility. So I just really like that, you know, the unfolding of the story mm, of Saul and mm. then David. Um, and then with David, um, I think we think of David as this bigger-than-life, perfect guy, except for that whole Bathsheba incident yeah. um, that was just an aberration in his character. But I loved how you just kind of showed his humanity and talked about his personality and how that comes out in a lot of the story in ways that we don't really see. So that's been really Mm. eye-opening for me is to realize that, yeah, David was human just like us, but it was, you know, that heart, you know, having the heart that God values. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, he kind of had that that short I I mean, I want to be careful not to slander him, right? But you see those, those traits in him where it's like, yeah, you kind of got a short fuse, you know, mm-hmm. like just want to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, there was a Bible study I was in a long time ago where we looked at that Nabal and Abigail story. Mm. And yeah, it was like trying to show that David was a good guy, even though he did that. But seeing it in light of the whole narrative and how it shows, you know, the unfolding of his trust in God. That was really helpful to see how it fits in the whole narrative and not just as an individual story, mm-hmm. a standalone story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the things I've really been enjoying in this series, right, is being able to walk through 
uh, books of Samuel and kind of the entire arc. And, and yeah, like I love what you just said, how the story unfolds. Mm-hmm. And if when we isolate it in one thing, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as apparent, right? But it's right. only in the context of the larger story that you begin to see, oh, okay. Like these are certain things that in each person, in the Saul and in the Davids uh, that we're getting to see. Yeah. Were there other things that you wanted to talk about? We always start out the podcast with that. Um, there wasn't too many. There wasn't anything else, but I think in terms of like emphasizing, um, yeah, I think. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the David stories, it's been so great, and just to me, I'll cover it. But um, you know, I think the Saul part, you know, and, and I know I did talk about it a lot, but kind of what you just emphasized and. Seeing him, his life unfold too has been mm-hmm. just subjectively, you know, I think for me, just as eye opening and mm-hmm. challenging as seeing David's life yeah. kind of unfold. And from the very kind of, you know, like humble beginnings in the way you you say it, where you don't, you know, you're right. When you read the opening chapters, and I kind of shared in last week's podcast of, just you feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's not that big of a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just messed up one time, but to see how that kind of heart can manifest into something bigger to you get to the end of the story mm-hmm. and he's trying over and over to kill David, that part's been eye opening to me. Yeah. You know, of, of just how severe every act of disobedience is. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's weird for me to even say that because like before I'd be like, you know, it's not that, you know, in light of grace, mm-hmm. you know, like we shouldn't be legalistic. I don't want to be dogmatic. I don't want people to feel guilty. Like, you know, so even when I say like how severe every act of disobedience is, there's a part of me that's like, that sounds so legalistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds so judgmental, yeah. you know? So apart from the legalism and, you know, the fear of condemnation, but just looking at it like, yeah, I mean, you see how that story unfolds where, and disobedience does lead to, you know, just moving further and further away. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that part has been real challenging for me mm-hmm. uh, to see that. Um, and that's probably, you know, I think one of the things I emphasize a little bit, but kind of struck me a lot in this past week's message. Yeah. And, and then obviously, obviously the flip side and seeing, well, then the flip side to that is being obedient, mm-hmm. even when things are hard, yeah. right? Things are, even when things are difficult. Yeah, it kind of has made me see too, again, and this is just my bent, the importance of solitude and reflection and, and all those heart things where, you know, Saul, you see him just react defensively and not really think or meditate or reflect on anything. And, and yet, and then in contrast, how David is so reflective and, you know, you have all those Psalms he wrote and. And I'm guessing that all those years as a shepherd out, you know, mm. with the sheep, there was just deep times with God, um, and the importance of that for us to to be able to um, to spend that time with God and reflect on what we do, and to be honest with God, and to confess, and to um, to think about the things we do more deeply than just you know going through the motions and trying to defend everything we do without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a good point that you bring up. I was going to bring it up at the end of the podcast, but since you just <laughs> just fast forwarded, <Yeah. laughs> um, I think that's the part that um, I kind of wrote my notes of 
David, the story of David starts with him already having this deep relationship, right? Like Uh he, he's not perfect. He's, you know, he's kind of got this audacity, this rambunctious, Mm -hmm. even to the, maybe you'd say short tempered to a fault at Uh some point, but it's rooted in this motivation that's healthy though. Right. Right. Like Uh it's just rooted in this genuine desire to honor God, glorify God, like, like God's his God. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's his son, you know, he, he's his servant. And you just sense that from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like right. Yeah. there's no facade to it, you know, where it's easy to kind of these days to try to manufacture that. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, like who's he trying to be? He's not trying to copy anybody. Mm-hmm. So to see that part in it, and it's just from the beginning through this entire narrative of his life and all his mm-hmm. decisions, good and bad, that part is constant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's a part of me that, yeah, the Psalms give great insight. And there's a part of me that's like, I wish we could see more of like how that was developed, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? But then I almost felt like, you know what? But it's in God's wisdom that he doesn't show us so that it's not a formula right. that we think right. that we yeah. can emulate, you know? Uh-huh. But you're totally right. Like yeah. how much like motivation matters, mm-hmm. you know? When yeah. God asks us to be obedient, nobody's watching. There's no tangible short-term benefit to being obedient yeah what's gonna enable us to be obedient right it's gonna be that genuine motivation that flows out of relationship Mm -hmm. you know as you were talking about and just how important that is and i know we we talk about a lot you talk about it a lot and it may be to some and and we kind of joke around at times right sometimes it's like okay like disciplines Bible reading, prayer, but I love it in the context of this narrative, right? Where you see just how important it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There's no other way to spin it. Yeah. Like you can't, David can't do any of this. Yeah. Aside from, aside from that relationship. Yeah. And that's so hard to do. You know, yesterday I went to Bolsa Chica and, you know, just spending time with the Lord. And the whole time I was there, or at least the first half of the time that I was there, I was aware that you guys were having a meeting and planning for the small group experience. And Brennan mm-hmm. had mentioned that to me. And um, I wasn't really a part of that meeting, but it, he at one point had said, you know, you can come if you want to, which I felt was like not really an invitation. <laughs> it was one of those, yeah, since you know about it, you should, you can come. <laughs> but the whole time as I was at Bolsa Chica yesterday, just like just spent enjoying this time with God, it's like, maybe I should be at that meeting. Maybe I'm just like wasting time and I should be doing something more mm. productive. And there's always, I think, that draw toward um, doing something that looks good and thinking that time with God is not, is a waste of time. Yeah. Right? Where it's, it's so valuable. And I came away from it realizing, oh yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, sh- I, yeah. I was where I should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you highlight a little bit about just it's so easy to in those moments to kind of compare with what's like tangible in that mm-hmm. moment. But I think you're totally right. Like, why is it so hard? And I, and I know it's a general question, but yeah. like we know it, right? Like what you just said, <laughs> what I just reiterated, like the relationship matters. It ultimately yeah. comes down to relationship. We know it. Here are the benefits. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's so hard. Yeah. And I think we're so... I think, and at least for me, I'm so focused, just like Saul, on mm-hmm. what do people see? You know, yeah. what what looks good, and how can I please them, rather than really thinking about what does God want and where does God want me to be right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so good. That's so. I think. I mean, to kind of boil down what we've seen so far, mm-hmm. 
into that. Um, and I think at the, and I think that at the same point, to see God's hand in that of like that's what keeps us humble, you know mm-hmm. that that journey of David, you know, as successful as it be, as much as we want to like emulate that, experience that to say like, yeah, but it it comes down to that relationship, you know? And, um, and that was the other thing for me is, is, was eye opening on the David aspect of, um, you know, defeating Goliath. And I mean, who knows, exhilarating as that was a test of faith. I mean, courage that I can only dream about maybe like 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I don't know, right? 20 seconds, (laughs) maybe a minute. Yeah. Two minutes of, of, of time where he just ran out there, took that rock, and boom, hit him, yeah. and it's over, right? Whereas his walk challenge was Saul mm-hmm. and yeah. God asking him and telling him to be faithful, yeah. you know, to, to be on the run, to hide, to to not touch the Lord's anointed, mm-hmm. in a sense, to submit to Saul, even though Saul's trying yeah. to kill him. Like, just how long and agonizing and inconvenient and difficult that was. Yeah. And to see the amount of faith required to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can't compare and contrast because I don't know. I, I wasn't there, but to say like it, it might have taken more faith, mm-hmm. you know, to do what he did with Saul yeah. than what he did with Goliath. And but to have that kind of relationship with God mm-hmm. where you can do that. Yeah. Over the know, long term, over yeah. the long term, you yeah. know, and, and I think about our situations and, um, you know, how many of those Saul's are in our life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe there's guys too, and, but they're not as evident, but, yeah. and, um, and maybe there is both, you know, that's tied into the same person, but, um, yeah, kind of coming out of it and I want that kind of relationship with God where I can be that faithful mm-hmm. in those moments. Yeah. yeah. And even for David too, and you pointed this out, how he keeps calling Saul the Lord's anointed. You know, to think of Saul in those terms, not just to think of that guy that's making my life so hard, yeah. but to, to recognize that he is the Lord's anointed. I'm, to be able to see people in that way is such a challenge, mm-hmm. I think, for us. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, for him to see Goliath as just a man. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, there's a perspective. Like, mm-hmm. He's just an uncircumcised Philistine mm-hmm. against the living God. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. And then to see a Saul as a Lord's anointed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The perspective of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some situations, whether it's your life personally or just believers in general, where, um, you know, I think we're, we're being tested in the wilderness. Um, maybe there's Saul's in our life, um, situations similar. And, you know, kind of what, yeah, what are this kind of situations today that we face that are similar to, to what David faced? I, yeah, I think it's just people all around us. For some people, it might be work people. For mm. others, it's family. Could be people here at church that just rub you the wrong way. Um, I think about that, like, just towards the end with my mom, you know, just how over the last year or two, how irritated I was with her over such, really little things Mm. um and i would always have to pray on the way over to pick her up for a doctor's appointment or to take her whatever to do whatever she needed to do you know i'd always have to pray about it and ask god to give me patience and wisdom and to help me be kind and gentle 
And I'm really glad now, you know, mm. looking back that I could do that. And because my, my tendency with people that irritate me is just to be irritable, you know, mm. and, um, and with people, you know, at work and, and even people here at church, you know, there are people that kind of just rub me the wrong way that like to complain a lot or just don't agree with me. You know, it's, yeah, it's always easy to, you know, just avoid them, to ignore them, to, to snap at them. Um, but to be able to, to think of them as God's anointed as well, and, yeah. you know, as, as God's child, as a son or daughter of God, is, that's always a challenge. But I think that's what God calls us to do is, you know, not to react in our own, you know, human irritability, but to, to really trust God that, that he's using us and he's using them in our lives too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And for you to be honest and share that, I think, I mean, I can relate to that. I'm sure everyone listening can relate to that where, um, yeah, it's hard to see people at times, right? The yeah. way God has called us to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, it's so easy to justify a response yeah. Right? Yeah. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something I think you see in David. Like it would have been so easy for him mm-hmm. to yeah. justify if he were to do something to Saul. Right, you know, yeah. The fact that all of his men are telling him, mm-hmm. like, not that, hey, you can do this, but like in their perspective, God is doing this for him. Right, right, right? yeah, like, yeah. God has placed Saul in your hands, David. Yeah. You can you can end this. Mm-hmm. But just having that. that yeah, fit. and that would have been so reasonable. We all would have read that and thought, yeah, good. God's providing for him. God gave him this opportunity to end his suffering. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, you you see that in, in I mean, Israel's journey in general, right? Mm-hmm. But in David's journey of like, yeah, when there's opposition, like God provides in a way where David defeats the enemy, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And like, so it would have fit in the narrative and the logic of if Saul was just another person that yeah. David just took out because he got in the way. Yeah. But because God said so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, David's what? Hey, yeah. God said so. I'm not. Mm-hmm. In period, and um, yeah, I think just reading that and just sitting in that, saying like. Gosh, that's so awesome. And I know awesome is cliche, but just <laughs> I want to be able to live that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, with that kind of conviction. But that flows out of relation, a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, hey, you say so, God. Cool. Yeah. You know, And to have the wisdom to know when it's a Goliath and you need to do something and when it's a Saul. And exactly. You need to just trust God. You know? yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I think one of the things you know, that I emphasize at the end, kind of what we've, the overarching theme, big crown, little crown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, afterwards I did think like, you know, I don't want to communicate that allowing God to wear the big crown is, is being perfect. Mm-hmm. Allowing him to wear the big crown is like, you're 100% for God. You never struggle, you know, in yeah. and, and kind of creating this picture of like, oh, it's, it's a big ask, mm-hmm. you know, but I just thought, Wherever people are at, you know, and they think to themselves, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I mess up. There's times when I'm wearing the bigger crown, but I, I want God to wear the bigger crown. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely want him to. I don't, I don't really know how to. I don't know how I'm ever going to get there, but I, I, wa- I want to or I want to want to. Yeah. What would you encourage them with? Like, what are some just next steps they can take to pursue that yeah. right, and to move in that direction 
rather than something that it's like it's either or, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, at least for me, it's inviting God into all those Mm. those ordinary decisions that I make without even thinking about God. And I think at the beginning of the message, you mentioned something about how we all know what God wants us to do. And I think in the big things, that's true. But in a lot of the just Mm -hmm. everyday decisions, we don't always know what God wants us to do. But, you know, to wrestle with that and to not just make snap decisions and say, oh, this looks good. This is what I'm going to do. But to really just ask God, you know, is this what you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking about this, how I'm planning to cut back my hours a little bit because I want to go to Atlanta more often and play with my granddaughter. Um, And it seems like all the things are aligning for that in terms of my financial situation and just the needs here. And it just all seems to be lining up so that that seems like an easy decision. Um, But Sunday after the message, I was just thinking, I really need to pray about this and ask Mm. God and invite God to show me otherwise, if even though it looks like an easy decision, um, just to make sure that this is where God's leading and I'm not just making assumptions about it. And I think that's always kind of a helpful thing for us to do is not just assume, oh, this looks good. I'm going to do it. It must be what God decide, God wants, you know, and just to invite mm-hmm. him into all those decisions. Yeah. 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 That's a, I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. Right. In terms of developing the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Is by just inviting, mm-hmm. inviting him into things and uh, seeing how he moves, mm-hmm. seeing how he speaks. Yeah. Um, and I know for some, it might sound like a chore. Right. Like, oh, I, I got to, every decision I, I have to, and you know, and that's, you don't have to. Yeah. Right. We get to, yeah. and, you know, we allow God to, to demonstrate who he is yeah. when we do those things. So I think, yeah, I mean, that's such wise words um, and just great encouragement on how to, to practically move mm-hmm. forward in that direction mm-hmm. and allow God to wear the big crown. Um, because I think what, you know, kind of going when you see David and seeing how he allows God to wear a big crown, like there's a relationship that has formed where God has, mm-hmm. yeah. God has in a sense earned that right for David personally, mm-hmm. you know, like who God is and what he's done. He has that right. Mm-hmm. But kind of in the, in the context of relationship, you know, to genuinely get to a point where we trust God with the big crown, that's a process. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's something that we can't just kind of fabricate, speed up, because ultimately, you know, time will demonstrate who's really wearing the big crown. And you see that in Saul and David. Mm -hmm. But to take those steps of just inviting him in and allowing him to speak and making those decisions, I mean, that's a great way to um, develop that trust Mm -hmm. and allow him to, in a sense, earn our trust so he can wear the big crown. Yeah. Are there ways that you've thought about inviting God in more or how you've thought about making those decisions better and allowing God to wear the big crown more? Um, I, yeah, um, good question. I don't know why I didn't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you thought you were going to ask the question. Yeah, yeah, you caught me off guard. Um, I've, I've shared before a big journaler, you know, so reading, journaling, um, you know, I, 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 I resonate with what you've said, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, uh, just inviting and asking and, mm-hmm. and trying to listen and doing that. So I definitely like that's that's so important. Um, and, you know, I think I'm at this place where I feel this like kind of this 
next, take it back, not next step, but kind of simultaneously in that of just pursuing obedience for just the mm, sake of obedience, yeah, yeah. you know, like, uh-huh. like you said, I agree with what, everything you said, like there are things where we, we don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, it's, it's more gray. It's, yeah. it's not black and white and we have to invite God. Um, but then there's a lot of things that are, are yeah. clearer uh-huh. yeah. that I maybe give myself passes mm-hmm. for not doing. Yeah. You know, it could be simple things like praying for people, mm-hmm. um, sharing your faith. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know what it is, right? I'm not like I go out there and I give my passes like self, like, well, I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. Like I want to, but there's something that gets in the way. Yeah. And I think I feel like in light of kind of this journey and looking at David and Saul of like, there are times you just got to do it. Yeah. You know, you do it because like God said it. Mm-hmm. So even when David says, hey, that's the Lord's anointed. Like, I don't know if it was in that moment God whispers, yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, hey, I told you a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I told you once and how you respond to it mm-hmm. is. So I feel that kind of conviction that, yeah. you know, there are things that I know um, that I just want to be more proactive in doing it. And um, and I say that with caution because I think it's easy to hear what I'm saying and in the form of legalism Mm -hmm. and you know that to go oh okay like we all need to do that yeah you know and not that it's bad to do it but the motivation is so important yeah why are we doing it um and i'm not saying i'm doing it and i'm at this place where it's perfect but that's where i've been convicted more so recently is like you know hey like yeah ask me Mm -hmm. but when you know (laughs) yeah you don't need to ask, <laughs> like yeah. do it. And, and I feel like I'm in a place where I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think my motives are in a good place. And, um, you know, and I'm evaluating that constantly, but saying like, yeah, you know, it's because I want, yeah, yeah, I want to deepen the relationship. I want to grow in my faith. I want to mm-hmm. experience kind of more of what God has in store. So like, yeah, I, I want to do it. Yeah. I just have to go and do it though. Yeah. And I think along with that, one of the things I've been thinking about is we've been talking about discipleship a lot on the staff Mm -hmm. level and just what it means to be a disciple and what are the things we need to be doing or thinking differently. And honestly, when I read the books we're reading, it's like sometimes there are things that this is what a disciple does and I don't really care about those things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's for me, it's just taking a step backwards and saying, God, give me a heart for the things you want me to do and yeah, to love and to yeah. to love people in the way you love and and change my heart, you know, mm-hmm. so that I will want to do what you want me to do. Um, yeah. So even the things that are hard for me to obey and um, to ask God to to help me to to want to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that prayer and that desire. Yeah. Of, I mean, that is man, woman after God's own heart, mm-hmm. right? Like God. I want to see exactly how you see things. Yeah. Right? I want to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. And then everybody, I want to be able to do whatever mm-hmm. it is that, that you're doing yeah. in that situation. And, um, you know, I think that what kind of gives me a sense of awe and being able to read through God's word. And especially this section that we've been covering is, I mean, Saul and David are two separate people, right. Mm-hmm. In the story. And, one that it's a tragic ending the other one you know we see i mean david's rise and he's not perfect but we see how god's faithfulness you know lifts him up um and they're two separate people but i think for us to kind of be able to say you know what but at the same time 
um, God is teaching us through them, mm-hmm. right? And that we probably all start where Saul starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we can grow and become like David, mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah. in the way it all unfolds. Yeah. It is almost kind of like a blueprint mm-hmm. on yeah. how to grow and how mm-hmm. to pursue that relationship that enables us to grow into that person. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. Who has that heart after God. So that's the, I think the encouragement that I feel like inspired by it, you know, and Mm -hmm. hopeful of that. Yeah. This is the message and you know, the the story only gets better. Yeah. 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 That's good. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, once again for, for, for being here, for sharing as always. Um, you know, I think what you bring to our staff, what you bring to our church, especially in the context of um, just developing that relationship, that solitude, that time with God. And, you know, I know you've always been a voice and, and been champion, championing yeah. that. And, and I think that's so, I mean, Scripture shows us mm-hmm. just how important that is, you know, that that's where it starts. And at the end, that's where it ends. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what it all comes down to is, is that relationship with him mm-hmm. and um, what we do and who we become flows out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my desire was always just to be happy and to be at peace and contented. And, and I don't think that's necessarily the goal we should have, but but it's kind of maybe the byproduct of mm-hmm. yeah. just that relationship with God is that God brings us that sense of peace and contentment. And yeah, so it's been really good for me. And yeah, that's why I keep trying to convince you guys <laughs> yeah. and everybody, you know, all mm-hmm. of you who are listening that, you know, it's well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to, to sum it up. And I just thought one way as you were talking, and that's such an important point that peace, contentment, that joy is a byproduct. Yeah. And when we talk about obedience, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about doing what God says. Like, so it could, sometimes it just f- sounds like oh, mm-hmm. a task, a chore. Yeah. You know, just grinding out something that's difficult and painful. Yeah. But even in David, there's a joy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that Psalm we read, Psalm 57, when he's writing yeah, from yeah. a cave as Saul is trying to get him as he's being obedient. There's joy. Yeah. Genuine worship, genuine mm-hmm. gratitude, genuine joy. So, yeah, I think to to not discount that. Yeah. And know. it is hard and it is a struggle and there's sacrifice and suffering and all of that involved in it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's also yeah. that that sense of peace that you get to. Yeah. 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 Well said and perfect way to end <laughs> this podcast. So thanks again, Donna. Thanks You're for welcome. being here. Yeah, that's been good. All right. Hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>